0: This week's movie pick of the week is No Laughing Matter, and we're going to talk about award season once again. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Film Critics Weekly right here on the Popcorn Talk Network. I, of course, am Scott Menzel, and I am excited to be back with. Dimitri Panos, Yay! who is my co-host for today. Very excited. Awesome. Thank you. So uh, you rem- you might remember about two weeks ago, me and Dimitri started talking about award season and we were talking about every single movie underneath the sun that was going to be released. <laughs> and we had to end the show because we just,
1: Ran out get of time. Through-
0: yeah, we just couldn't get through everything. And then last week, Wendy was here and we talked about some different movies. But what we decided to do is we decided to break award season down by studio. So we're going to be talking about three different studios today and what their potential uh, movies are for award season. Uh, but before we jump into that, we, we need to talk about the movie pick of the week because last week we did not have enough time to talk about the movie and then it got, kind of got the shaft near the end. So we do want to talk about that. But before we do that... We have to talk and introduce Dimitri Panos and where they can find him. I
1: was going to ask is it Dimitri and I? Instead of me and Dimitri? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Who hey knows? folks, it's great to be back. Thank you for having me no back. Problem. I'm glad that we get to do a part two of the Academy Awards. Uh, yes, very proud and honored to be part of LAOFCS and to be here sitting with you to talk about movies. Uh, you can also find me as uh, an occasional host on Meet the Movie Press. And then on the newly resurrected from the ashes like a phoenix, Anatomy of a Movie uh, is back. And today... Of course, taking a deep dive into Joker. And uh, on the social medias, I'm on that Twitter's uh, uh, at Dimitri Panos. That's it. At Dimitri Panos. That's D-E-M-E-T-R-I-P-A-N-O-S.
0: Okay. So uh, just to kind of get the ball rolling real quick, uh, we want to open up the show. Uh, We want to announce the movie pick of the week, um, which is going to be Todd Phillips' Joker. Congratulations, Todd Phillips. Congratulations, Joaquin Phoenix. Everyone at Warner Brothers, you have made one hell of a film. So we're going to do a very short review because if you want to see a really fleshed out review, I'm going to be on Anatomy of the Movie today, and we are going to do a very deep dive into Joker, a movie that I have seen three times but for this show, we want to talk a little bit about it because it is the movie pick of the week. So, for those who, who, who have been living underneath a rock for the <laughs> last three months, Joker is the latest comic book movie that's not really a comic book movie based on the character, the Joker, played in this film by Joaquin Phoenix. This movie basically showcases his character before he becomes Joker, and that character is Arthur Fleck. It shows how society has been treating him and what led him to become the crown prince of crime. So, Dimitri, what are your you know quick thoughts on this film?
1: Quick thoughts are, I, I really love this movie. I think that it is the best uh DC has had to offer uh cinematically since the Nolan years and in part because this particular movie does not play like a comic book movie as you said uh this movie plays like a dark gritty complex uh unsettling at times crime drama uh like those movies uh, made and filmed in the 70s. In fact, it, it's in uh, the, the setting of this story, or the time, is 1981, but it feels very 70s-ish. And that's on purpose. And I think it was brilliant to put it in that time period for many reasons, but most importantly, because doing it that way, you are able to hold up a mirror to today's dystopian, fractioning, of society, societal societal dystopia, and that to me it was brilliant. Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of Arthur Fleck, uh, it was everything that you've heard about his being an amazing performance. It's true. He should for sure get the nomination. Could be a front runner right now. Um, it's very early to tell, but he is amazing. It's great to see somebody like Todd Phillips who we know from comedy. He's directed some great comedies to do something so completely different. And he's able to pull it off because I believe of his love, his appreciation, his respect for cinema. I mean, this is cinema. This is a movie you see in the big screen. It is beautiful to look at, albeit it's dark in tone. And it's the type of movie that we don't see a lot of today that you did see a lot of in the 70s when it came to very gritty crime dramas. I cannot stress that you see this movie in a theater. Go in with an open mind. I can tell you I knew very little outside of the trailers. This movie delivered something to me that was unexpected, and I loved it more because it wasn't what I thought it might be going in. This is not an origin story, to me, it was a journey into the depths of chaos and and m- mental insanity.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I have to comment on pretty much everything that Dimitri said. This this is a phenomenal film. I I don't use that term loosely. This, this is a must-see movie of the year. This is one of the best films of the year. This is a movie that demands that you watch it over and over and over again. I've really seen does. this movie... Three times already, I would go back in a heartbeat to see it a fourth. May time. I interrupt
1: you just sure. for a second? How often do you see movies three times in a theater prior to, like, through its release? How many? Very, very,
0: very limited, right? And, and normally, and I will say this: normally, the type of movie that I will go see on repeat is a movie and I know you disagree with me on this, but a movie like Greatest Showman for me because it's a feel-good film. Sure. Something that makes me feel good and it's it's, it's enjoyable to watch.
1: I'm the same way. Joker is
0: not an enjoyable watch. No. But it is something that should be studied and it has so many layers. And anyone who thinks that this movie doesn't have layers and that it's not nuanced they must have seen a different movie and i normally never get like that where i where i feel like people have missed the point but there's having having seen it 3 times i picked up on something new every single time Th- this movie you don't even know how much of this movie is really happening like how much of it could be going on in someone's mind and that's that's all i'm going to say about the the plot of the movie but like when you rewatch this film you see scenes a little bit different and you say oh maybe maybe this is this and maybe that was reality and maybe this was fiction and maybe this was in his head
1: you you pick up on things too um that make it a richer experience because the initial shock yes value um it left it leaves you stunned it left me stunned yeah uh, speak for myself it left me stunned at the end of the movie and walking away driving home i couldn't get that out of my head and I saw it again I've seen it twice within one week uh the second time the second viewing for me it got better
0: yeah yeah and I mean for me too it's it, uh, every every viewing that I saw I saw it with different uh different people everyone had different reaction to it um Ironically enough, I have not been in a theater with anyone who has not liked this movie. It's mm-hmm. weird, because mm-hmm. I, I saw it with my wife uh, at the first screening. She, she really loved it, and she thought it was a fascinating uh, take on mental illness and how we treat people uh, who are lived impoverished lives and things of that nature. Um, then I saw it uh, again at the uh, BFCA screening, okay. uh, which was supposed to be the premiere, and... You know, I saw that also with a different audience, and it was uh, Simon was there, and he loved it, and uh, Nikki was there, and she loved it. Um, so a lot of people walked away from this movie really l- loving it and wanting to talk about it. And what I think makes this movie so incredibly special, even if you, you you really come out of it and you say, I think this is a terrible film, and it's dark, and it's horrible, and like it paints this horrible picture of society... Um, it gets you talking. And and, and if, if anything can be said about a movie nowadays is that you want a movie that you can talk about. Because mm-hmm. I feel like outside of... It's ironic because it's a comic book movie, but it's, not. it's um, not. You know, like everyone talks about comic book movies and that's really... That and Star Wars. Star mm-hmm. Wars and comic book movies. Those are the movies that always everyone talks about. But this I feel like... It's almost like they knew that they had a better story to say and to tell. I'm sorry, better story to tell. Right. And that they used the character of, a jo- of the Joker right. to tell that story because mm-hmm. they knew it would get more eyeballs. And it would, would, would start a conversation right. because like you said to me on the phone and you said earlier today... This movie could be about anyone. It, it could, be, could be about Tom, Dick, Harry. Yeah, you can Jill, call it Sally, it doesn't matter. You
1: it's can bad. call it Mike. <laughs> yeah. And and not have a person put on makeup. It, it really is you're following a character and it's the descent of a character. And you 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 follow this through this movie, it's 2 hours. Which is a wonderful time because it never overstays its welcome, but you are drawn in and it's mesmerizing. But it's a, it's it's a, it's a sucker punch. Yeah. I mean, it is it it is dark, um, and it's dark unlike movies that we have seen recently because it tackles so many issues. I feel, and that w- is what draws me in. Like great movies to me are those in which you can take the plug out the plot of that movie and you could make this a science fiction movie. You could say that this is science fiction because what great science fiction does is does hold a mirror up to society. But I also think going back in the time of being 1981, by doing that and not setting it in present day, what Todd Phillips has done and his uh, co-writer um, Scott Silver, Scott Silver mm-hmm. is is they have made Joker timeless because is, because it is in a period before... That everybody understands the early '80s, late '70s, early '80s, going into the '80s, but it's not today. So today, if we're looking at it, you can pick on things and call it political or whatever. But this, being that it's in the it, it, like in this past, it's a time capsule almost. It makes it timeless, and the way that it's shot is brilliant, and they they just did a really great job in making a crime drama that is very rated R. It's very adult. It's very dark. There are no epic fight scenes in this movie. None whatsoever. And some may be... Oh, and also, look, I'm just going to say this. There's no Batman. There is no Batman in this movie. Yeah. That's the only spoiler that I'll give you. No Batman. And it really, truly, when you watch it, you'll say, Wow, you're right. This is of the vein of those movies of the 70s it looks that way it was purposely shot in a way that of films that they watched and were influenced by and it's so many levels and layers and it's deep it's complex it doesn't just beg for conversation it brings conversation out like you said if you don't like it you can talk to somebody and go what did you think of this and why those to me are the best movies oh yeah absolutely and um
0: you know, there, there's just something about this movie that that's special. Not only with the story that it's telling and the statements that it's making, mm-hmm. and of course the performance that you've you've heard about, but I, I think you can look at cinematography and costume design and the the score, the use of music. This is really the a, a full movie, a mm-hmm. movie that has everything, and that the people involved with making yeah. this movie knew that they had to create this world that uh, an all-encompassing world Mm -hmm. that just like you just you get sucked up in it It, it's absorbing and intense and mesmerizing and uncomfortable
1: and it's a deep dark symphony yeah uh that's operatic it's tragedy um a little comedy maybe but yes, you're correct. All the cylinders are working. This is truly a collaborative effort yeah. from everybody, and everything clicks. We talked about it. I meet the movie press. I love to see people like Todd Phillips, who was known for comedy, to do movies like this, just as much as I like uh, um, um, David, uh, now I get the uh, Gordon Green. Uh, t- David from, Gordon Green. Yeah, yeah, David Gordon Green doing, doing Halloween, right? Yeah. Doing a horror movie. Directors can tell a story, great directors or excellent directors can tell a story in any genre. Scorsese has proven this, Spielberg has proven this, Coppola has proven this, that you can tell a great story, whether you're man or woman, you should be able to tell within any genre. Robert Wise was a director that shot many genres, and those are the stories that are worth discussing. Absolutely. So... There you go. So, Dimitri, what moment. would you give it? We, we we give a letter grade on this show. Uh, I, I would give it um, um, wait a letter grade. Well, it's uh, an I, A. A, yeah, yeah, it's definitely like an A. My, my, my finger, my my, my, my finger uh, uh, reviewing system, which goes from one finger to five fingers, five being a high five. Yeah. This movie gets the high five, so this is definitely. Well, I, do you do A pluses and minuses and yeah. stuff? Yeah, I would say that this is right at that A plus. Yeah. mark for me
0: I would you know it's it's weird um I I normally only give out one or two 10 out of 10 is that that's usually my rating system on this show we we're doing a letter grade um I'm I'm going to agree with Dimitri I think this is this is in my top three of the year right now uh it gets an a plus for me yeah it gets an a plus and,
1: and the thing is a pluses should be rare
0: they are so, 100% right no
1: they should be right. because we can like good movies You can like a good B-movie, and I don't mean B-movie as in cheap, but it could be a B-grade movie. Like, Maleficent is like a B-movie. Like a a, a B-grade, right, right, right. right. But, you know, A-pluses or the high five, those should be rare. Not every movie need be great, because it cheapens great. It cheapens what an A-plus means. So you can have an A, an A-minus, a B, B B-plus. You, we still should go to those movies because you have a good time, yeah, you have a good time uh, I will say this isn't a necessarily a good time there is an entertainment <laughs> factor, but it is dark yeah so.
0: and uh one, one last thing uh b- both of us fully recommend this film definitely check it out um try to go in i I know uh, i I'm fall victim <clears throat> to this too, which is why I'm so thankful that I saw it at the uh Toronto International Film Festival Um, try to go in with an open mind when you see this movie I know that there's been a lot of things said about this film both positive and negative um Go in with a clear, clear mind space. Try to try to enjoy it. Form your own opinion. I, mm-hmm. I can't push that enough. Don't don't say well, well, well. David Rich said this, and sure. Scott Menzel said this, and Simon Thompson said this, and Nikki Novak said this. Go in and, and, and form your own opinion. I think it's very important, especially for a film like this that you're going to hear a lot of conversation about for the next three to four mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. So definitely do that. Absolutely. Thank you very Couldn't much. Agree. Yeah, thank you very much. Moving on to our award season conversation for today, um, Dimitri, Let's start off with Amazon Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's, let's talk about the negative first. I mean, okay. we—they're w- leaving off late night as well as Britney runs a marathon from their awards campaign. How Couldn't you be feel? more
1: disappointed. Okay, to be quite honest with you, um, I really enjoyed both movies very much. Uh, let's start off with late night first. Emma Thompson's performance in that movie is so award worthy. Yeah, uh, she's a great actress to begin with, but what she accomplishes she accomplishes a comedy almost like a stand up. She's David. She's a female David Letterman. She's acerbic. She's witty, razor sharp, and she's very funny. But then she can turn very dramatic, as we know Emma Thompson can. She's really brilliant in this movie, and I'm very sorry to hear that Amazon is not going to be pushing this because I thought it was a smart script. It really bridges the gap uh, and talks about ageism. And 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 bridging this gap between someone who's been doing a job and has experience and then you have like this millennial come in, try to shake things up, and there's this wonderful controversy, but it can work together and you still don't lose your edge. And uh, the relationship to John Lithgow is in this movie. Oh, yes. Who's great. Great. Um, I, I remember watching this movie going, wow, this is a nice gem. I really hope people go out to see it. They didn't seek it. And
0: what's what's weird about this movie to me, um, of course, besides the performance, mm-hmm. the performance, is that it feels like a film that's so relevant to Times Up and Me Too now. <sighs> like, like the, the, the whole plot of this movie basically takes place in a writer's room where it's a male-dominated writer's room. And Mindy Kaling is the only female writer. And she wins over Emma Thompson's character and becomes her go-to writer. And if that's not relevant to every conversation that's been going on for the last two to three years, I don't know what is. And it's, it's bizarre to me because... I know the movie didn't have a strong box office. No. They should have known better, though, considering the fact that Mindy Kaling is known for TV work. Yep. And a lot of TV actors don't translate over into film. And it takes them time to develop. Absolutely. Over- and she's always been a supporting minor character whenever she's been in yep. a film. Mm-hmm. So to kind of make her take center stage... It's lo- tough. It's tough. So I I, I I, thought that was like a big mistake What they spent so much money at it mm-hmm. uh, out of Sundance, but... I thought they would give it a little bit of push.
1: I thought that they would give it a more TLC as well for yeah. everything that we talked about. You're so right and that this annoys me about this me too about like because this is what's talked about. Yeah. But I suppose it's only talked about maybe here because women if you're going to support movies there are other movies other than Hustlers yeah. that you'll really enjoy, but it's like audiences weren't supporting this movie not just women, but women like you would think I mean look, it meant something to me. I got it and it made perfect sense. The characters had an arc throughout this movie as well. They became they learned something of themselves. It was a smart script. So you know, it was it was sad to me that the audiences didn't go up because this is if this movie had been released in say the eighties, it would have been or maybe even the 90s, it would have done much better. Oh, yeah. I think. I really oh, yeah. do. I do. I agree with it you, It those sensibilities. Yeah.
0: Um, and then the other one that they're leaving off is Brittany Runs a Marathon, which which is mind-boggling to me, because this movie performed better than they expected. They... Yep. they, 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 they Push this movie out with a smaller budget. You know, I, I don't know how much we can reveal about this. We know, we, we, we as insiders know some of the stuff about this. Um, you know, that they were going to like completely drop it. They were actually even contemplating not giving it a bigger push right. because of how bad Late Night did and this is the movie that actually wound up doing fairly well. Um it's it's been playing and it's it's in a lot of theaters and it's having a decent run. It's not having, you know, like an Avengers Endgame run at the box no. office of course not, but it's having a solid run. Um and um Jillian Bell is phenomenal in it. This is the again, using that term again because this is the best performance that I've ever seen out of her and it's her first time as a leading lady and she is just Terrific in the film with a layered performance that has so much depth and so much to say, and the supporting cast too is all great. And it's this is a feel good movie, but it's a a feel good
1: movie with a message. It's a feel good movie with a message. You're so right about Jillian Bell. Uh, I was blown away by her. I was always, uh, I was a fan. I'm a fan of Jillian Bell. I think she's a great comedic actress. Right but to see her in this movie this is where she blooms literally she shows she shows audiences and hollywood she can act yeah still be funny but she can act she carried the drama parts to this movie and that's what i was most concerned about can she do this she did she ran with it no pun intended <laughs> um it's sad because to me for julian uh, or Miss Bell, because I don't know her. I uh, <laughs> just out of respect. It was this was a very nominatable yeah. uh, uh, performance in the in the in the in the actress category, which right now it's to me it's still up in the air. Oh yeah, and you have so. we just talked about two women <laughs> who are more <laughs> than fantastic in their roles. Yep. and again, this is yet another movie in which the character has a clear arc. There is an A part, a B, and C. To this movie. those are the smart movies. those are the movies in which the screenwriter really takes the time to write things out and make it a smart like a, a smart transition. Yes, it is based off of a real Brittany is a real person. Um, the other thing that, that was great about her performance is Brittany is not a likable character right Brittany is not this likable character yet you're still captivated by her and I think it's because of Jillian Bau. And then, yes, at the end of the movie, you are rooting for her. What is wrong with rooting? Like, what is wrong with feeling good (laughs) these days? Uh, I know we talk Joker, but (laughs) this is the exact opposite of Joker. There's nothing wrong. And women, like, this is a woman who's an inspiration. She still runs this New York marathon. Inspiring. People come, like, we... I loved going to movies like this. We all loved the karate kid where you know the underdog story and you want to cheer for somebody and root for somebody uh, Brittany was that character for me this summer uh, I, I it's too bad that they're not going to I agree push it I agree aside.
0: So um, we're going to probably skip over some of these because we didn't see all of them yet, but I, I do want to just give a, a full list of the movies actually going up mm-hmm. for award season uh, from Amazon Studios, and that's The Aeronauts, Honey Boy, One Child Nation, The Report, Seaberg, Invisible, and uh, Les Miserables. Um, I I think them, uh, I think I want to make one statement about this real quick. France picking Les Miserables over Portrait of a Lady on Fire did not see either one of them. Just to be on the record, seems like a mistake. Uh, just just throwing that out there because Portrait of a Lady on Fire has had such buzz from the Cannes Film Festival, from Toronto Film Festival, every now in the New York Film Festival. I have not heard a bad word about this movie, Same here. and I have not heard anything. About Les Miserables. I don't get so it. I like, don't get it.
1: I don't get it. I'm with you. What is this? Like the 20th release of a Les Miserables <laughs> and, movie? And that and...
0: is why I think it's going to hurt. Because yeah. it's like, I agree. even if it's told, like it, the spin on this movie is that it's told in a modern day time. Again, I haven't seen it. Maybe it's amazing. But like, I just don't feel that buzz. It played places. I didn't hear anything about it. So that's not a good sign in
1: my no, eyes. No.
0: So I agree. Um, so. That, that was a strange thing and, and Neon has Portrait of a Lady on Fire um, but you know going through this list now um, of the movies that I've seen you know Honey Boy is obviously going to be the big one I think for Amazon this year I think it, on out of all these movies that they are pushing right? I think Honey Boy is the one that they can push the hardest from a directing standpoint from an acting standpoint both director um, but, both Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor.
1: And uh, I would even go as far as, say, screenplay. Yeah. Um, for this movie, for yeah. Honey Boy. Um, saw this uh, at Toronto uh, International Film Festival, and literally it surprised me as to how good it was. This is, let's make no mistake, this is this is Shia LaBeouf's Me A couple movie. This is, yeah. I'm sorry, Hollywood. <laughs> I've been through therapy. I'm showing... This is, I'm getting a lot out, and the only way in my estimation that this movie works is if Shia goes out and pushes it. He needs to be going on to like Ellen and things, and he needs to be saying, this is my, look, I was a jerk, I, I, I messed up. This movie sort of gives reason for this, but the performance, he plays his dad, his performance is probably one of the best of his career, Um, The little boy who plays... uh, Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe was fantastic. And it's all within this world of Hollywood. And you kind of understand. But most importantly, from a screenplay and from a performance, he holds no punches. He puts it all out there. Good for him. This, I hope, is the start of his second chapter. But he really, I think, for this movie to get any traction... It stands on its own as a good movie, but he needs to go out and stump, stump, stump.
0: And I agree. And, you know, coming off, there's a movie that came out earlier this year called The Peanut Butter Falcon, which also starred Shia LaBeouf. And it was a very small release, but it it gained a lot of traction. And it did fairly well. It was actually our movie pick of the week, the week that it was released. And I was shocked that that movie became the movie pick of the week because Mm -hmm. it was a very busy weekend. That being said, that movie had such strong word of mouth, and people really started praising Shia LaBeouf in that film because he was yeah. also really great in that movie. He's even better in Honey Boy, so I I agree with you. I think they need to put him front and center, and I know the director, who's been incredibly active since Sundance, and she's been very supportive of film critics. Uh, uh, I, I She's been amazing.
1: Yeah, I was just looking her up, actually, yeah. uh, on IMDb. I have to... Um um, I was l- just looking up her name because she did something that was pretty awesome. Um, that after I saw, I did like quick, quick tweet reviews, um, and I gave this, I gave Honeyboy Boy a really solid review. And Alma Harrell, yeah, yeah, she liked and re- she because I would hashtag or add Honeyboy, I hashtagged Honey Boy, uh, she liked it. She retweeted it. I always find that sweet and kind because that means that the people are paying attention. And when you retweet from little old me, like you know, who has like ten followers on Twitter, I mean, it means a lot. And, and as a as a fan of movies, I love it. And again, it was a move I wouldn't write about good about it if I didn't mean it. Yeah, I really meant everything that I said, and it's really worth seeing. She could. I would like. I mean, she could get nominated. It's there. I think this is, um, Amazon's best Yes, movie to, because it's got the star quality. You can go for screenplay, acting. Look, it would be great if Alma gets out there. He needs to, Shia really needs to stump for this. Yeah, he does.
0: I agree. Um... Another one that I saw that's been a, a big conversation uh, focus of conversation this year is The Report. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Report, is, of course, is is with Adam Driver. Um, it's an inside look at the government and a cover-up. Again, very fitting to this time. Uh, <laughs> it involves involves stuff that happened in 9-11. I, I forget the exact details. Um, but I don't think this movie is going to do well. I also don't think that this movie should be a push for Amazon as much Mm -hmm. as they want it to be because we've seen a lot of these types of movies. It's it's kind Mm -hmm. of like with Spotlight and um, The Post and things of that nature. There's been like one of these and then we have Focus, which we'll talk about a little bit later, Dark Water, another movie about government cover-up. There's there's too many of these films and with this movie, this one doesn't really have the entertainment value to Mm -hmm. go along with it. It, It's a very much like... Heavy. You have to be wide awake. It's all about like reading paperwork. Do you believe what they did? Blah, 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 blah. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. And it just that's like that's not going to sell to an audience. Mm-hmm. And I think even though Adam Driver is fantastic in it, he's his last couple of years. I went from not liking the man to being a huge fan of the man. He, he is just incredible in the film. But. That's 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 it. That's it I mean, right? I, I, I don't really feel that this movie has that much of a push. Um, you can talk about this with me, and I will take my bias, and I will say anyone who knows me knows that I love Kristen Stewart. Uh, yes. I've been a big fan of Kristen Stewart, a big supporter of Kristen Stewart, and I love Kristen Stewart in this film. But this movie, Seaberg, is a mess of a movie. <laughs> And you should have put "Britney Runs a Marathon or Late Night in this slot if you're going to push it for awards season because I have no idea outside of trying to push Kristen who is already for a very small audience Mm -hmm. why you would even pick this movie to push. I
1: don't know. I don't know. To me, uh, Seaberg is this... It's a missed opportunity because it has all the elements of a great movie. You have Inside Hollywood this is an actual actress model uh, who is in uh, How the West was Won I believe yeah, yeah. she was in some movies uh, perhaps even Airport yeah. she was she was she was popular she was beautiful and then there is this because she gets involved with the Black Panthers the CIA FBI get involved in, in so you have this SBN, you have this intrigue from the government you know you have inside Hollywood this should have been suspenseful to an extent uh, we should have seen the glamour of Hollywood juxtaposed to the the, the 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 white Spartan government and how they're attacking this woman. Like this should have been a fantastic adult drama for the holiday season, <laughs> and we got Seberg instead, and it was too bad because I think I didn't know the story, and I'm sitting and going, "Wow, this is truly a fascinating story, like to be told." how does it go awry how did it go awry and, and it's the direction left. and it
0: really is yeah, the direction of so. the movie
1: yeah not only did you have Kristen Stewart and she is fantastic in this movie yeah but the movie leaves her nowhere <laughs> but you also had um Anthony a- Mackey Mackie, who put him in it, like all these people are putting in these really like they didn't show up for just a paycheck but yet they were just left. Yeah. Like on their own. Sazie Beats place. was in this, remember? Yes, that's right. And and again, it's it, it was sad to me because <laughs> all of the elements of a good movie were there. And it was, you know, the heyday of Hollywood. Great beautiful actress. Espionage. Spying on this. You you know Paranoia. Paranoia, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's a story that should have been told, and and even the true story itself ends on a mystery as to whether she was murdered or yeah. suicide, and there are all of these things. And it just it, it it just it plays like a bad TV movie. And, sadly, yeah, sadly,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, that was like when I saw that movie still in the lineup after seeing it at Toronto, and seeing the negative buzz out of Venice too Mm -hmm. I was sort of like wow they're really still pushing it like what do they owe these people like I don't know maybe they owe the director something I don't know because to me the movie fails because of the directing and probably the writing because but I would blame the director more because you could take a The script had that element like you Mm -hmm. were saying there's there's enough there that it In the right hands, even if it was a weak script, someone could, like, tweak it a little bit. Because I don't know if people know this, but directors and producers do take scripts. And they do change things about them. (laughs) Yeah. So it does happen. Which is why there's, like, usually a director's cut, a producer's cut, and things of that nature. So someone could have made this amazing.
1: Yeah, there's a great story in there. It's in there. It's just not out and there. And you had all
0: the right elements. I mean, <laughs> the everything. style and everything. I mean, like the even like some of the production design, design yeah like oh, I don't know it was, was there it was
1: I, was I walked out and the best part of the movie for me was is that I actually got to see it in the Shape of Water theater yeah that was like the best part I took great pictures inside <laughs> of that theater and going wow this is the Shape of Water theater this is great yeah
0: <laughs> uh, and then the last one I want to talk about for Amazon before we move on is uh, The Aeronauts mm-hmm. uh, which which to me is a definition of a big screen movie Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which that I heard Amazon is putting directly onto their service and giving very little big yeah, screen right. treatment to. And no. I know you have your opinions on it, but we won't get into them today uh, <laughs> about that. Um, but um, but it need
1: be said, it does, every review. <laughs> please, I don't mean to interrupt, but every review on the Aeronauts just like yeah. s- reflected what you said yeah. every review yeah. regardless and whether they said it was like they liked they said this movie need be seen on the big screen cuz you would turn it off if you watch it on
0: stream- streaming i hate to be that guy and say that it is a movie that's made for the big screen because you don't get the sense of adventure on the small screen. You need to see that hot air balloon go up and the scope and as the camera pulls back and feeling like why they're cold and why they're going through all this stuff. Felicity Jones is great. Eddie Eddie Redmayne is great. You know, We've seen them in Theory of Everything. They have wonderful chemistry. They bounce off one another perfectly. But this is the movie that deserves that big screen treatment, the IMAX treatment. And uh, it's a crime that it's... I think it's getting like a one or two week run mm-hmm. in order to qualify for campaigns. And really the only person who they can com- campaign this movie for is Felicity Jones. Yeah, She's the only one. It's, Eddie Redmayne has done better. He's not bad in the movie, but it's her.
1: I just always like to see him play different roles. Like I love him in the Harry Potter universe because he was playing such serious roles. It's like, lighten up, buddy. This movie, again, i only seen the trailer and... Again, everybody says needs to be seen on the big screen. Like, please, look it up on Rotten Tomatoes and count how many times you see. Must be seen. Movie's okay, but you really do need to see it on the big screen. That's not just a push. Like, I will say that because I love cinema. I love going to the movies. I will say that because yes, I do deserve movies like Joker. And they even late night good comedies. You see it in a theater, everybody laughs. It's it's you, you're just in this great environment. But when you read it in the reviews, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it tells you something. Absolutely, Amazon, come on, yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, going over to Focus, they really uh, Focus has a very light year this year. Yeah, um, uh, Downton Abbey. Uh, Harriet and Dark Waters. Right. Um, you saw Downtown Abbey. So you I can did. talk a little bit about it. I saw Harriet. Harriet to me is is one of the biggest. I, I, I won't say disappointments because that was it, Chapter Two. Huh. But uh, another word for disappointment, letdown, miss opportunity, is Harriet. Um, despite a phenomenal, once again using that word three times on one show performance
1: we need to get it yeah shortest. yeah
0: <laughs> i need to i need to get it right. I, it's, gonna be a Christmas it's that gift. it's that buzzword for today jesus i've <laughs> said that so many times uh, and i ne- it's like a a word i very rarely say which is kind of funny but again fantastic deep dive performance i don't know like captivating she she the, the 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 lady who played uh Cynthia Abrevo I think her name is who plays Harriet just wonderful 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 work the movie is a lifetime movie i mean right. this is the most generic script and the g- most generic storytelling the visuals don't fit the tone of the film the the characters are played almost like cartoon characters Ugh. where like it's like it's like oh the racist character is so incredibly racist and it's just like almost a character it's mm-hmm. not really a character right um the caricature and, yeah
1: character yeah. yeah am I saying it wrong you're saying character caricature 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 we'll get you a dictionary too so <laughs> <make you> get... <laughs> we'll get you with the source <laughs> and a <the> dictionary <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, yes, so Cynthia but Ariba, Yes, yeah, yes. I'm supposed to be seeing this next week. Okay. I believe
0: she, she's really great in the movie, but everything else is just a train wreck. That's sad. Yeah. All right. Go to down da, downtown. All Abbey. right.
1: So, so Down Abbey. Um, yeah, we, we covered this. I covered this with Kit, uh, of, uh, also a member of the LAO We covered this on Anatomy of a Movie. This is a movie that I had not. Uh, that I went into without having seen just any episode, not <laughs> any episode of this going in. Uh, I knew uh, my my wife really loved this. She loved the telenovela. She loves the era, right? And it had this soap opera quality. And plus, it, 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 it distracted her um, during a time of need. So I appreciate Downton Abbey for that. But I had not seen an episode. So going in, I didn't know what to expect. Man, did it really surprise me! It gave me something that I really didn't expect. A pretty decent movie, um, and so for Focus, I think what would be fun to from to see because I researched this movie is to see Maggie Smith get nominated for Best Supporting uh, Actress and get uh, and then get the award for her performance here, which would be a lifetime type of a, a, a an award, I think too. But then she would have she would have done the trifecta. She would have got an Emmy for it, a Golden Globe for it, and then the Academy Award for her performance. She is, you know, we, we, we love Maggie Smith. She's had an amazing career. Um, but she is so phenomenally brilliant, and I know that people who love the show know this already of her character. Again, first-time person, I was like, yeah, she's brilliant. Like, she is so acerbic, and she cuts like you get a paper cut from like from her dialogue. You don't even feel it until you are bleeding, and you are like, "Whoa, what was that?" So that's what I would like to see. Cinematography, it was filmed fine, script fine, but I would really love to see the push for Maggie Smith for the Oscar um, supporting supporting. Yeah, I really think that it would be deserving, and she's worthy. She's worthy of it, and it would just be—it would be nice to give her, like, it, you're not giving it to somebody just to give it. Her performance really is good. Yeah. So, and it's worth watching, and it would just be nice to see her get that trifecta.
0: And then, Dark Waters—not to be confused with Dark Water, the Jennifer and the Com- Jennifer oh, <laughs> that's, Yeah.
1: Movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is the Todd Haynes film mm-hmm. that tackles, uh, water and corruption and all the fun stuff. Very, Aaron Brockovich with, it, uh... Aaron
1: Brockovich but with the, the, the John Travolta. Yeah. What is that movie? movie? Civil I know Case? Is, is that what Civil... It not Civil... Not Civil War. <laughs> civil War. C- yeah, I
0: think it's Civil uh, Case. Hold on, I'm going to look it up because I have With John to. Travolta,
1: which yeah. took place in Massachusetts. Um... You know, and that was uh, another... Civil action. Civil action. There which, we go. Which civil action. And that movie also dealt with a company contaminating water. This one is a DuPont, I think, uh, in Dark Waters. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
0: the thing is, is that I feel like focus... And I, and I hate to say this, focus, because, I, I, again, they're, they've been... Huge supporters of LAOFCs, and they've really, I've really rooted for them a lot. They have, they are the studio this year that has the weakest lineup. They mm-hmm. really, they really do. I think they're they're going to struggle to get any of these movies in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't see Dark Waters yet, but it looks good. Mark Ruffalo might squeeze in, but. Right. Uh, it's it's just it, there's nothing fresh about it you know mm-hmm. and, and I think w- w- which is what made Harriet to me so disappointing okay. is that it's the first time that we see this story on the big that's st- right. the first movie about Harriet Tubman right first movie ever and like You normally don't get a second chance that the first movie doesn't do well because Mm -hmm. people look in the history, that's how Hollywood works, and they say, well, this didn't do well, let's not make another one. Mm -hmm. And I want it to do well just for the simple fact of that. But Dark Waters, to me, looks like something that we've seen before. Mm -hmm. Uh, The performance might give it that push it needs. But other than that, yeah, we'll I don't see. really see much of a conversation we'll starter see. for this. I, was I, about to say, say, I just want to start real quick. Um, yeah. I know this movie tackles the DuPont family. Correct. Yes. From it's interesting because Mark Ruffalo was also in Foxcatcher, which yes. also dealt with. The, the DuPont <laughs> family. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's yeah. an interesting thing to point out. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in, And he's uh, a
1: good actor all around. All he around. was also in Spotlight. Right. Uh, you know, another <laughs> yeah, yeah, one yeah. of these investigative uh, yeah. kind of movies. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see. Again, my vote is... Go Maggie All the Way. Yeah. Go Maggie I, All the Way. And the movie is actually really worth watching. Surprised the hell out of me, but I liked it.
0: Yeah. Um, moving over to Neon real quick. We don't have much time left, but, but, but we want to talk a little bit about this. Um, I would like to uh, read these off first sure. uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Parasite, uh, Manos, Loose, Honeyland, uh, Clemency. The biggest little farm and Apollo Eleven, the one that I was very surprised to see on this category in in this in this category at all, uh, but I'm happy is getting an award season push. Of course, is Mm Loose, movie that I've loved since Sundance, and I actually went out the other night and I supported an award season event for it. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I think this is like the uh, a rare underdog. This, this award season, I, I unfortunately don't think it's going to get anything outside of maybe a Spirit Awards nomination.
1: Sadly, again, it is definitely one of those movies this year that nobody like, that people should have gone to see, yeah. because as we talked about Joker, where it, it just it deserves conversation, this movie deserves conversation. So topical. Uh, Ellen Harrison Jr., yeah. right? Uh, again, he was phenomenal in this movie. <laughs> there you go. We're all using I mean, the I phenomenal yeah, word well, today. I, yeah, it's just it's osmosis because I'm next to you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it, it really he he's he's such a magnet. Like you cannot. He commands the screen with his personality, his charisma, right? And his character is so shifty. Like is he? What is he? And his parents. I thought everybody in this movie was was great even ma Um, oh uh, octavia spencer octavia spencer she made good (laughs) for ma Ma. i mean like again i'm not fans of ma but (laughs) octavia spencer in this movie she was great and again just shows how great of an actress she is uh this is one of the smartest screenplays that is so topical of today um, it's adapted, too, it's, which yeah. is which is great, because it was a stage play first. Yeah, and it kind of plays that way, but there's so much going on on this that you don't know who's who, really, and what they're going to do. And the duplicity of some characters is is crazy to me. Uh, it was uh, almost like a noir mystery kind of thing. You didn't know how this was going to end. Uh, to me, Luce uh, definitely... It was one of the better films that I've seen this year. I potentially make my top ten.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, Star-making performance for
1: for for Calvin Harris and then he's got waves and then he's got
0: waves, which we will talk about on another show. But he's great. Um, I I do want to give. I need to. We need to give a little bit. I know we don't have much time left, but I want to give a big shout out to. The the foreign film that is going to probably end up with a best picture nomination as well this year, and that of course is Parasite. Mm-hmm. This is a film that you probably, even if you're not on film Twitter, have probably heard something about at this point because it is one of
1: the most
0: chilling and engaging and mind f's <laughs> of, of the it's, it's year. It's an
1: amazing satire of society. Yeah, and it's of today. It really is of today. Yeah. It was so, it was so well done, and at the and at the same time, it was entertaining. Yeah, and it,
0: it's it's it becomes it's a, it starts off as a drama. There's some comedy. There's some thr- thrills in it, and the the biggest takeaway for this, and this is what I think is the most important thing to say about this movie. It is completely 100% subtitled, mm-hmm. and I know for a lot of people that's a turnoff. Mm-hmm. I know that was a big turnoff with Roma. I know that's a big turnoff with a lot of foreign films. This is a rare film that I know people who hate reading subtitles who have come out and said, "I didn't care." I didn't care. Mm-hmm. It was it was engaging. It kept me on the edge of my seat. Gripping. Gripping. Like, yeah. It just it's that good of a movie that you don't care. That you're reading the yep. entire film nope. because you're so into what's going on mm-hmm. with the twists and turns. Yep, yeah, and you yep. never know what's coming. Nope. And the trailers—I I, I thought originally the trailers may have,
1: you know, given too, too much, much yeah. away. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't, because I've yeah. seen them now after seeing the movie twice. Definitely does. Not yeah, I
1: can definitely go for seeing that twice. I know we're out of time, but I have to give a shout out to Apollo Eleven for 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 documentary. This is a movie. I'm a, you know I'm a good space buff. Uh, this movie is like watching the Apollo Eleven lift off with brand new eyes. The the time in. Care taken to get all this, it literally is a found footage documentary uh, in the truest sense, and what they were able to piece together is quite amazing and talk about inspiration. Uh, it is everything that first man was not. this movie really did show the plight the work and and the inspiredness that these astronauts and the and the country the country as a whole had. What this did for our country in that time period is is, is amazing. Uh, we're, we're celebrating an anniversary uh, this year. That's why it was released. Uh, it's a CNN film. Uh, I know CNN has played it. I wish you could have seen it on IMAX if you hadn't. It was gorgeous, stunning, and inspirational to show what we can really do and achieve if we put our minds into it and we do it together.
0: And I think it might, you know, Apollo 11 and Honeyland both being released by Neon both being pushed for award season both documentaries it to me documentaries have not after the last couple of years where I feel like a lot of the movies that I was talking about were Mm -hmm. documentaries This, I feel, has been a weaker year for documentaries. So hopefully these two will make the cut for award season and get those nominations. Agreed. Agreed. So um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Let us know what you think uh, of these three studios, which ones you think they should push for award season in the comment box. Um, I am Scott Menzel. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheOtherScottM. And you are? Dimitri
1: Panos. uh, Find me here at Anatomy of a Movie on the Popcorn Talk Network. Uh, Meet the Movie Press. And right here at LAOFCS is an occasional guest. And on the Twitters at Dimitri Panos.
0: All right. So we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for watching and enjoy the movies.
1: From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.